Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Today, I have a special guest for you all. I am joined by a man who can always be found around the football, a man that plays with intensity and passion. This former Husky finished his career with over 150 tackles, and it's safe to say you're going to want to keep your head on a swivel when he is in the area. This man has earned his degree from Northern Illinois University, and now he looks to earn his way onto an NFL roster. Huskies on Tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you Trey Sean Fall. Foster. How you doing, Trey? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Hey, man. First and foremost, I want to, you know, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you know, you had a very successful career over here in DeKalb, uh, coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Tuscaloosa Academy. You played wide receiver and DB in high school. So, you know, with having that ability, were you, you know, were you more marketing as a wide receiver or as a DB going into your recruitment? Um, Actually, I didn't play receiver by choice, to be honest. It was out of necessity, and after I started doing it, my first year, I was pretty, I was a little rusty, but I made big plays. And my second year, I became more explosive. Also, I've gone to one offer from receiver, but my heart always laid um, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I love to hit, so I never wanted to take the hits. I'd rather deliver them. <laughs> that was my whole thing. <laughs> and and that, was, that was something that I didn't put in the outline because it goes without being said. Um, you know, I, I watch all the games. You know, I, I we spoke with Kelty earlier in the week. We were talking, you know, me and my co-host, Ethan, we attend all the home games and it's just it's a it's beauty it's it's poetry in motion when that receiver is coming across the middle and you meet him right there and it, you're taking people's heads off you know it's it's unreal to see and you know you come in at six you know six foot 205 you play the safety position and it's crazy to see you know you played in high school as a receiver you set out a necessity so I, you know, with the special teams being able to play DB, played receiver in high school, you're just a straight athlete and, you know, going to be an asset to whatever NFL franchise does take a shot on you here in the future. Uh, but yeah, as as you said, those big hits, if you put on Mr. Foster's tape, there's plenty of them. <laughs> For sure. Back to your high school career, you played in the 2K15 State All-Star Game in Alabama. And through the research that I was able to do, you had two offers, one from Southern Alabama and one from NIU. Now, you said you got a receiver offer. Was that the one from Southern Alabama? No, actually, it was from Appalachian State a while ago, but I didn't pursue it, so um, they kind of fell back because I thought I was going to play DV. Okay. Well, I mean, App State, they're starting to make their come up, but I think you made the right decision by choosing sure. DeKalb. You know, you were able to get your degree in corporate communications and organization. Was it corporate and organizational communications? So you double majored? Yes, yeah, so it was it was all they're on the it's considered basically under one major organizational and corporate communication. So they're both together. It's um tied into one. I feel kinda like a dummy because I myself <laughs> am a communications major, but I am in the media studies realm, so I never I never skipped over to the corporate side, but you were able to snag your degree. You had a quality career here for the Huskies. Like I said in the intro, you know, over 150 tackles, 98 of them being solo tackles. You were always around the ball. Um, you know, one of the leaders on that Husky defense and one of the things too, you know, I was on the sideline for that Western Michigan game. And after, you know, Jordan Cole runs that all the way down to the, you know, maybe the five yard <laughs> line to the end zone. I got that video of, you know, snapping pictures. And that's, that's something that I love to see. You know, you're always out there celebrating with the guys having fun just yes, loving sir. what you're doing being a student athlete so that leads me to my next question i know you know you're graduated you're on to the next thing in your life you're going to be going towards the nfl but take me through a day in the life of Treshawn foster the student athlete uh so usually you know we start out workouts either a workout or a early morning practice um up at 7 a.m so 8 a.m workouts um usually have a class no later than 10 o'clock um we work out shower up 
get some food in my system at the dining hall at New Hall, of course. Then I head to class, um, do my class schedule as a normal student. Um, then we have two o'clock meetings and practice at four. After practice, um, you know, I take care of my body as I want to be professional. So I try to care of myself as a professional throughout my college career. So I'll go to my cold tub, make my shake. Then we go home, you do your homework as a normal student, as a normal student athlete, do your homework, uh, stretch up, eat, chill with your friends, you guys, um, and repeat the next day. Sounds pretty mundane, but hey, to be successful, we have to have a, a set routine as an athlete. And I feel like I had a pretty set routine, daily routine. Yeah, absolutely. And you speak to be, you know, it may be mundane, but at the thing, you know, the thing that I see is, you know, you have a goal in mind. You want to play yes, in the sir. NFL. You want to provide not only for your family now, but when you play in the NFL, that's generational wealth. And one of the things, like I said earlier in the podcast, is you're just you're just a straight up athlete. You know, no matter where you're put on the field, you've been able to make plays over your football career. And, you know, especially on special teams, too. Earlier in your career, yeah. you know, the safety opportunities weren't always there for you. Once you got it, it was your job to lose. But in the beginning of your career here at Northern, blocking punts, you know, playing on those special team units. Can you speak to the volumes of that, adding to your value for an NFL franchise here coming up? Um, as far as special teams, I always saw myself, whatever I could do to help the team, I wanted to do. I just always wanted to be a part of the game. As far as soon as I got to NIU, my first, my red shirt, you're watching the games. Any way that I could help the team or get on the field to help the team would be good with me. And special teams, I took it as this. You have to start the game off with special teams. You do special teams throughout the game with punt. So special teams is a third part of the game. It's two. It's three parts. You have offense, defense. People always like to uh, minimize special teams, but it has so much importance. And I felt like if I could be a leader on special teams, I could help the team in any way. And I love all the hidden special teams. So punt and kickoff, they were my go-to. So I love those special teams. I was going to say, too, even when you're just in your regular coverage and you're hitting people, it's like you're shot out of the cannon. It's almost a cheat code having you run down there on punt or kickoff. I would hate to be the kick returner trying to bring it back. (laughs) So, yeah, one thing I did want to ask you. So I did look up a little bit of your recruitment. So between so was Southern Alabama involved as well or was it really just northern all the way along? Um, Southern I'm not, I'm not Southern, but South Alabama, they were um my, actually my first offer. So they were my first initial college. And later on, I kind of led away from them. I thought I took my visit to um, Air Force, Furman, then NIU happened to be my last visit. I fell in love with the culture. Um, and actually, NIU came out, it came the week before signing day. So it actually was a blessing in disguise. It came so late and I came with my visit actually kind of late the week before signing day, but I committed once I met with met with Kerry because I love the players, the environment, and I knew um, the championship culture. I knew they had won Mac championships and had been to their own Orange Bowl in recent years. So I feel like I want to be a part of a team that could give me a chance to win a ring before my time was up. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you made the right decision and NIU, they schedule a little bit over what other teams in group of five conferences schedule. For sure. We- we're not afraid of anyone. They'll go out and play Florida State. They'll go to Nebraska or to Iowa, and they'll play these teams that are in these big conferences that have, you know, the treasured history that, but like you brought up, once you came here, you fell in love. Now, I know DeKalb is just a small town, a little over an hour outside of Chicago, but once you get here, you realize it's, I'm not going to compare it to one of the Mm -hmm. southern states like Texas or anything like that. 
But, you know, when the Huskies are doing well and that stadium is moving, the vibe around this town is just a little different. Now, this year, you know, there was a little bit of adversity. The team was a little bit down, and I would say attendance was down as well. But one thing that I noticed through this year was being able to get through that adversity. Now, we didn't get a bowl game at the end of the year, but the team was able to put together successful performances down the stretch against Toledo, against teams like Western Michigan. You know, you guys knocked them out of the MAC championship game and right. in a season that you're not able to go to a bowl game winning on senior night matters and you know I I was in the press conference it was my first time being able to you know experience that and that was one of the questions that I instantly had to ask coach Hammock and I think you know he's doing great things and with the recruiting and stuff like that the future is bright here in DeKalb but you bring up the MAC championship I gotta ask you the comeback last year against Buffalo take me through that game because I was unfortunately not able to make the trip out to Detroit but I did watch it from home and that was a hell of a game and for you guys to be able to come up with the MAC championship. What a day. Yeah, the MAC championship. Um, we didn't expect to be down by that much, to be honest. They were a good team. Um, we stopped them um, on the early downs most of the time, but they kept converting the long downs, the third downs. And we actually didn't stop them, I want to say, am I correct? We didn't stop them, their offense, one time in the first half. We didn't force a punt. So, like, as a defense who was, like, really having fun that year and making put up good numbers, like, with people like Sutton, we had Antonio, uh, Josh Corcoran, we had a high-powered defense that year. And for that team to run up down the field on us, like, as they were doing, it was pretty devastating, but no one panicked. That's all I can say. In the halftime, we had great motivational speeches. You know, they was going to go and say it or stay in the locker room or uh, happen in the locker room, stay in the locker room. But those motivational speeches in the halftime really, I feel like, uh, catapulted us to um, a victory because no one came out and we didn't flinch. We did the same things necessary. Played good defense, played good offense. We played complimentary football uh, on both sides of the ball, which enabled us to uh, have a chance in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, DJ Brown finished it off. Yeah, and what a comeback. It was a great season last year. And, you know, being able to beat Buffalo and win that MAC championship, although, you know, you mentioned you had wanted to win a ring while you came here. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but that's got to be a pretty close second. And, you know, it's one of the goals that they set every year is to be able to win that MAC conference. And, you know, while people like to downplay the group of five, I, you know, the NIU football team over the last decade has been extremely successful to the tune of over 90 wins. And it doesn't matter what conference you play in, where you're at. You know, these are quality athletes. You got guys like Kenny Galladay going to the NFL. For sure. You know, he's balling out at an outrageous rate, putting on for, you know, NIU and DeKalb and the city, you know, the state of Illinois altogether because he's from Illinois to begin with. Sutton Smith's out there. You know, it's great to see you guys make the best of your situation here in DeKalb. You know, you snag your degree. You go out there and you get to the NFL and, you know, guys like you, McKelty Williams, Spencer Tears, there's a lot of guys this year that are going after that same dream. And I can't wait to follow your guys' journey along the way. Thanks. One question I got to ask you, you know, coming from Alabama, living in Tuscaloosa, were you aware of how bad it gets out here in the wintertime? Actually, I can say I, uh, I didn't set myself up, but I actually knew because on my visit, to be um, truthful, I got snowed in. I missed my flight uh, because the weather was too bad. It was mountains of snow. And when I got back to decal in the summertime when I was come in, I didn't know what the campus was because it looked nothing like it looked in the winter. I couldn't see most of the buildings and things like that. So I can say I knew what I got myself into, but I didn't know what I was going to have to live through. <laughs> Coming from the South, uh, he is my friend, and we had a lot of cold days with no sun. And I really enjoyed the sun. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to feel good to be back down there in Alabama. I'm still sitting out here in Kelb. It was a frigid walk to class today. A couple inches of snow on the ground. Not looking pretty over here. The whole stadium is covered in snow. But you're back down in Alabama, and, you know, presumably, let's say you get drafted to, you know, or picked up by a warm city, you know, a warm city uh, organization. That'd be good. But at the end of the day, wherever you land, I know you're going to make the best of your opportunity. For sure. Um, I want to ask you, though, real quick. So on the topic of your recruiting, what was, you know, you said you were snowed in. You were able to get to DeKalb. It was almost, you know, it was almost the commitment that didn't happen. Uh, what made, you know, what was your final decision to make you choose Northern? So you said you liked, the, you know, the tradition, the culture, Coach Carey. What was the ultimatum that, you know, you're like, I got to pull out on South Alabama. I'm going to Northern. This is it. Um, to be honest, it was really one thing was television exposure. I can say that because being so far away, anywhere I wanted my family uh, to be able to see me play on TV for them to be able to experience me uh, go through this process. And then I feel like at South, um, they had television exposure. It would have been closer. They could have came to the games, but um, you aren't always able to make the games. Everyone isn't able to have a ticket. So, like, Northern gave me the opportunity based on, like, the big games they play and in action and things like that to get ESPN time for all of my family and friends to be able to see, witness me play um, the sport. Yeah, and that's one thing that you speak of is this platform that this game gives you. And it's great to see that, you know, you were able to walk away from that and come to Northern. And, and you know, like I said, oh, you know, 155 career tackles, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, nine PBUs. You know, you're a great hitter, good form tackler. You know, you're, you're going to be playing here up in this uh, pigskin all-star game showcase. And that's going to be down, you said it was in Mobile, Alabama? Mobile, Alabama, yes. Mobile, I apologize. I do not know all the southern <laughs> cities. That one's on me. One point knocked off Huskies on <laughs> tap. But, ta- you know, you said it's the first year of this game. So take us through a little bit about this game. You know, where is it going to be broadcasted? What, you know, date, time? Where can we watch this game at? The bowl will be January 19th in Mobile, Alabama. Um, basically, um, I'm reading from the um, invitation that we have chosen Mobile as a city to hold our event. For many years, on the third week of January, the world of professional football scouts, coaches, and executives have converged upon the city to evaluate the top 100 or so job eligible prospects in the All-Star game setting. The 2020 Pigskin All-Star Invitation has been created as a convenient way for those same scouts, coaches, and executives who already be in the area to evaluate another 300 prospects who are not as highly rated or invited to larger games. So uh, the game will be on the uh, 19th uh, approximately at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And I can get back to you on whether we'll be um, showing broadcasting that game. I'm not sure as of now, but I'm pretty sure they have uh, coverage on it. Either way, it's an it's another opportunity, and it's it's right in front of the pro scouts for you to showcase what you can do. And one thing that I do speak of a lot, especially in this draft process, a lot of people, you know, they like the combine stuff. They like the individual workouts. But what you have put on tape doesn't lie. That's that, you know, that's the bulk of your resume. Now, this showcase game, I fully expect you to ball out. It's going to be a great experience. You're going to, you know, maybe you'll play against former Mac players, former players from schools that, you know, people you played in high school or even some of your friends. So it's a good opportunity to be around a new group of guys and guys that all have that same goal at the end of the day. And you've seen, you know, everyone's seen it. Everyone that follows sports sees guys that get involved with the wrong group and then they lose everything that's worth it to them. So it's like surround yourself with the right people, get your degree, 
train and you know you know anything is possible at the end of the day i would say what is your favorite memory as an niu husky football player hmm uh there's so many memories um uh, to be honest we'll go we'll go top three top three okay one first of all I would say the match championship. Um, finally earning that ring um, in my third year um, felt pretty special. Actually, my fourth year of third year on the field, but it felt pretty special to finally uh, hit that peak of the mountain and go over the um, top of the mountain. Uh, that felt pretty special. Number two, I would say my first uh, player of the game uh, against Bowling Green. Um, actually had uh, two sacks, a forced fumble, and interception that game. So that was like my coming out game. And my final moment, I would say senior night. My last time in uh, Husky Stadium, um, in front of the fans, in front of the uh, city, um, soaking it all up and um, enjoying my time there, reminiscing on my time at NIU. So those are my top three, the MAC championship, my uh, uh, player of the game against Bowling Green, my sophomore year, and uh, my senior night, my best moment. No pun intended on soaking it all up. It was a cold, rainy night out here in DeKalb for that game. <laughs> And what a way to, you know, finish your last game here at Husky Stadium. You made some big hits. I dropped a little video uh, after the game. And, I, you know, it's not as close up or as cool as the ESPN looks. I'm not as good with the phone camera as I am with the real camera. But you can hear it pretty damn, you know, pretty damn loud at the game when you when you arrive to the ball. So <laughs> I. I do follow, you know, I love your game. I think you're one of, you know, one of the best players that we've had here in the secondary over the last few years. I think you may have got a little gypped here on, you know, the Mac, the all Mac conference uh, awards, but I did see uh, some PFF run support high grades. So I did see that on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. So good in coverage can come up and smack a running back in the mouth. Make sure he knows not to go your way the next time. Someone to definitely be on the lookout here in the coming months, you know, training here for this NFL draft. Couple more DeKalb questions. What is your favorite food spot here in DeKalb? Ooh. To be honest, um, I gotta say either Fushiami or Vinny's. My top two. Okay. Fushiami okay. I I respect that. I gotta ask you, you know, over the years you've played with a lot of great players. You've played with people that have gone to the NFL. I've seen some guys sign at the CFL, some of the other leagues. Huskies, they stay resilient and they trust the process and they're getting after it. But who are, you know, we'll go top three because I know one may feel like you're jipping some people. But who are the top three Huskies that you've had the uh, privilege to play alongside? That's hard to go with three. But um, to play beside, actually, I'm going to be honest. I'll give you four. Like, just to watch these two do it. Uh, Kenny Galladay and uh, Tommy Lee Lewis. I know just to see the way they um, handle their business every day, um, coming in, doing their work keeping their head down, staying humble, but keeping the priorities straight on football, um, achieving their goals, those two. And Tommy Lee, I know he, when I first got here, he gave me uh, some words of wisdom, uh, and I, it stuck with me throughout my career. So those are my top two. Then guys I played with, um, I'll say Albert Smalls, uh, Antonio Jones-Davis, Trey Coyne-Smith, and um, – it's a lot of guys. I just uh, Bobby Jones. It's a lot of people who uh, helped me during this process that I look up to, especially like especially Bobby Jones, Albert. Guys who are older than me, I would say Albert Smalls, Bobby Jones, um, Renard Sharon, uh, people like that. Uh, Perez Ford. It was um he took me in early when I first got here. Marlon Moore. Too many guys to name like who really showed me love. 
I was gonna say you're dropping you're dropping a lot of guys that <laughs> made it to the league and and, and they, yeah. but that's the thing though you surrounded yourself with the right people. Couple things, Tommy Lee Lewis. For those of you that don't know, uh, they were robbed last year in the NFC Championship game. Absolutely tough to see going down the stretch with the flag not called. Um, Perez Ford, you know, a little update on him. I have seen him play. I, you know, I work with the arena football ranks and, you know, some of the smaller leagues like the XFL. I've seen him play uh, with the Quad City Steamwheelers, and then he's also played some local semi-pro. He's kind of hung around Illinois, but I did see he was also with the Oakland Raiders. So someone who's stuck with it as well. And then a guy that, you know, recently we saw in the news, Albert Small signed with the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL. So it's great to see uh, these guys, you know, still chasing after the dream, you know, regardless of what league it is, NFL, CFL. Like I said, the XFL is coming back. There's a lot of different options to continue your football career. And it's great to see these guys getting after it. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you, too, on the topic of the team, I know you mentioned, you know, you're surrounding yourself with the right people, but... Who would you say we you know your closest friends on the team? Uh, I can say my top three for sure. All right, there's no question about it. Um, Antonio Jones Davis, that's my roommate. We came in. We came in the dorms. We were roommates in the dorms, and we actually moved in together for the next four years. And uh, second, Trey Coyne Smith, uh, that's one of my best friends, too. And Spencer Tears. These are all of my uh, guys. Me and Spencer have been friends since day one. We first got in NIU, so those are my top three. Guys like Spencer Tears, uh, Antonio, they're going to be going, you know, after the same dream that you're going after. Pro Day is going to be a very busy day here in DeKalb. It's going to be, you know, a quality day for you guys to furthermore get other opportunities such as individualized workouts with teams and invite to the NFL Combine, stuff of that nature. So it's, you know, it's great to see. I'm pretty sure every school does it. But, you know, here in DeKalb, we have somewhat built a pipeline where, you're seeing, you know, a handful of guys every year get their shot at the NFL, and it's great to see. I got to ask you, I so I got a copy of NCAA football. I got your rating in that. It's an 88, I believe. Quality guy to play with. It's on the older system. What do you think, you know, your Madden rating is going to be for next year? Uh, you know, Madden, they're pretty strict, but personally, yeah. I don't feel like I should be <laughs> under an 80, 85 at least. There's been an all-around skill set that I can bring to a team. Um, you can put me anywhere. I can play safety, nickelback, um, potentially goal line, corner, special teams, anywhere the team needs me. So a pretty versatile guy, I feel like I'll have to be an alien above. That's a little below average. Yeah, um, and I was I was going to say you brought it up. They're pretty strict on that first year. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, through training camp, the preseason, you'll be able to work your way up. But, you know, but initially, initially they might start me at a 60 or something. You know how that in here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, you get, you know, you're excited. You get to camp. You're like, all right, man, right. he just came out. Let me go buy it. You put it in and you're like, what is 65. this? <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, hold on. You're on the phone. Like, what's going on here? What are we doing? So let me go edit my ratings really quick. <laughs> yeah, just turn the sliders all the way up 100 on everything. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's it was one, you know, you're right at that age limit where, you know, or that age where you kind of just missed being able to see yourself in the video game. Through technology and other ways, and my roommate actually being able to hold on to his PS3, we still got NCAA football, and it goes down. So, <laughs> See, exactly. So do you got the updated rosters as well? I don't have my Ethernet cord, but I have the PS3. Yeah, exactly. So... I'll find a way. I'll find a way to get you the rosters. It's okay. it's pretty it's pretty cool to be able to play with uh, 
I don't know exactly how they did the ratings, but I think they're pretty accurate. I'll, I'll call it a good game at this point, a hundred years later. Right. Uh, hopefully, by PS5, we'll get you know we'll get the college football games back. They're starting to figure out ways to get athletes more money, more opportunities, because you know at the end of the day, especially being a football player, that's the bread and bacon for athletics in college. You know, football, basketball. You know, basketball not as much because the stadiums are smaller, and you know you see the dip in attendance, but football. It sells. The NFL, the Mecca, like I say, of all sports leagues, that's what you're chasing after this year. Who is your favorite NFL team? Uh, I really don't. Being from Alabama, we don't have any really professional teams. So, I'm uh, not saying I'm a bandwagon guy, but I just go with my favorite players that year. And this year, to be honest, it was the Ravens. And we kind of fell short last night, I want to say. But the Ravens were my team. Too nice to go on me Saturday. That was a tough game to watch. I... I, I really like Lamar Jackson's game. He's someone that caught my eye, you know, off social media. The, you know, the little video of him, I think it was in Florida. I don't remember exactly what beach. I'll probably butch it. But he's been on the scene for quite some time. He played great at Louisville. And, you know, this year, presumably the MVP. And, you know, every dog has their day. You're not perfect. You're not going to be able to play perfect games. But the guy still had over 500 yards. Right. And, you know, Derrick Henry, that Tennessee Titans team is cooking right now. Derrick they're they're very hard to stop. So it's hard to stop Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter, as I can say. Whole game. He, get, he gets better as the season and as the game goes on. And, I mean, at 250 pounds, he's a tough back a to take down. To bring down. He's like a tight end. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, a, he's like a tight end or a linebacker. And you see, with you know, you see, yeah, with four or five speed. And it's just like, yeah, in the cold. It's, it's, well, actually, no, it was, it was warm out there in Baltimore. It was actually 70 de- or 60 or 70 degrees out there. But one thing I want to say on the topic of, you know, this weekend's game, when everything's going right for you and you're successful, people almost want you to fail. And I'm really happy at the way Lamar Jackson handled himself after the game. Because he, you know, he is someone that everyone has doubted. They wanted him to play receiver. You know, they didn't, you know, expect him to be this good at quarterback. He rolls with the punches. He trusts the process, and he is continuing to grind, similar to yourself. So it's great to see that. Um, I'll ask you, you know, who was your favorite player growing up, or maybe someone that inspired you? You know, maybe you were a young kid, you didn't know what position you would want to play, but someone that you saw growing up that was like, damn, I gotta play safety. Actually, um, since I was a Alabama fan most of my life, it's gonna be an Alabama player. I would say a uh, person like Mark Barron. He was a hard hitting safety Alabama. Uh, Robert Lester from Alabama. It was old players. You have to remember. Uh, those were my favorite players back in the day. They played safety. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Javier Arenas. He played cornerback for Alabama. It was old. Players. I remember him. He was the return man too, right? He was yeah, Javier good. Arenas. Yeah, he made football exciting for definitely. Absolutely, those old Bama teams too. You know, like you said. You know, they were still very competitive. That's a culture that has been winning since the beginning of college football. And you actually beat me to my next question with the Bama Auburn. But Mark Barron is a guy, too. You know, he's still hanging around in the league. He was with the Rams for a while. He's a guy that I think he's now converted to kind of that hybrid linebacker where he was more of a box safety to begin with, you know, help with the run support, similar to yourself. But he... He's been very successful and he's been able to make a lot of money in his career. So it's it's been great to see, uh, you know, my father is a Rams fan. So I, I've been, you know, I've rooted for him for some of his years, you know, and after seeing him leave, he's still one of the guys that I'm like, you know, when I see him on the screen, I think he's with the Steelers now that still balls out and has great intensity. 
Um, you know, leading into this draft process, are you, you know, are you training with any of your former teammates? You know, where are you training at nowadays? So going into the draft process, you know, you're down, you're back down in Alabama. Are you going to be training down in Alabama or are you going to be training somewhere else? Um, actually I've been training, um, now at JPI sports as a male, um, Maybe um, that is the plan after this bowl game. I'll be for sure um, after this all-star game, actually. But now I've been training where I've been. I trained at my, um, most of my high school career and through my college career at JPI Sports in North Fort, Alabama. And uh, he's 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 worked with a lot of NFL guys like Bo Scarbo, Malcolm Butler. He's had his rank of guys, uh, Chester Taylor, um, a lot of guys that came through uh, his gym. And I feel like he has a formula um, that is, has been successful for NFL players. And uh, if I think, feel like I trust in him, I can uh, enable myself further to make the NFL team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, are you going to be training with any, uh, you know, current or former Huskies in your pre-draft process? Um, actually not. No, it's uh, everyone is um, training in their own places. I know, like, they're kind of close. I know Spencer is in Tennessee. We're going to be training in Tennessee and Kelty's in Florida. So we're, in this, we're all in the South, but we're in different states now. You guys are still all in this together. You build, you know, you build these bonds and relationships in college. You know, you get here as, you know, an 18-year-old kid just leaving high school, just, you know, leaving, barely being at your parents' house. And, you know, you leave, you know, as a full-grown man, you're chasing after the NFL. And it's a great thing to see that, you know, you're making a lot of close friends during the process and you're making the most of it. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you, too, you know, I see you're always, you know, hanging around a lot of guys that do music. Do you have any projects that you're working on outside of football? <laughs> to be honest, uh, my cousin, uh, he played at the University of Alabama, Joshua Lanier, um, guy who does a lot of music. I've been in the studio with them a couple times. I try. I play around, but I'm not uh, working on any music or anything outside of football. But I go in the studio with them and uh, play around once in a while. But no, uh, they're, they're, they're the ones that are musically inclined. I played the trumpet in high school, but in middle school, but as far as now, uh, they can have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was just curious because, you know, I see you share some stuff sometimes, and I'm like, I wonder if Treshawn raps. I wonder if we can get... An official off-season mixtape. We'll see. Some guys, you know, I, I'm a Bears fan. We had a guy by the name of Josh Bellamy, you know, a guy by the name of Cravon LeBlanc is over with the Eagles. They put together some rap stuff, and I always I always gravitate towards it. I'm always going to listen if one of my favorite guys on the field put some music together, so I thought it was worth asking. Um, you know, reeling it back in here in northern Illinois, I want you to give words of advice to the future Huskies, maybe the recruiting class that's coming in now, or, you know, the Huskies that, you know, after your senior year, you're going to be leaving behind. Um, I always tell the young guys who come in early, not to waste your time. If you want to be successful, it's on you. You are your thoughts. You are what you think about. So saying that, you have to put the work behind behind your words, too. So, like, I came in, like, prime example, me and my roommate, Tony Jones Davis, we were bottom of the depth chart when we first came in. Uh, I can be honest, like, we weren't really respected. You know, we had to earn our respect, but through daily work, um, a routine, and not taking any day for granted, not taking any moment for granted, taking a moment, taking every chance that you can get. We hit the field, the only one to take it from you, but I can say, you keep your head down and you work daily and work diligently uh, and put in the effort you can be whatever you want to be but don't waste your time this is my thing don't waste time if you really uh, um if you want to make it somewhere especially to the nfl you, it's possible and now you it's a great culture it's a great system with hammock um he has plenty of ties he knows what it looks like so the guys coming in under him i just tell him but don't waste your time trust the culture trust the process and all it'll all work out yeah and you you know you speak to the volumes of you know coach hammock you came in and it was coach carry at the time mm-hmm. and that's you know 
know, that's a very tough situation for a lot of teams to be able to deal with because a lot of times when you see football coaches, they have, quote unquote, their guy or, you know, their prototypical player that they want to play in their system. And a lot of times they don't have the same system that your old coach had. And, you know, he took a job somewhere else, uh, maybe something that he thought was a better opportunity for him. But it's great to see, you know, a former Northern Illinois Husky running back with Thomas Hammock. And like you said, you know, you don't want to waste your time. We see all too often now in college football, players are transferring out, they're leaving. I think it's one of those things where certain schools, after you arrive, if it's not a fit for you, you got to do what's best for you. But like you said, you were able to trust the process. It was a successful career that started on punt team and, you know, kickoff. You played some slot corner, you know, nickelback, as they'd like to say, and you played some safety, you, you know, you you have a very, very good case, you know, here for the NFL scouts here in the future. And like I said, your resume, for the most part, 155 tackles speaks for itself. Quality career here with the Huskies. I got to ask you, are you currently working with any charitable organizations outside of football at the moment? As of uh, now, I'm not, but I'm planning to, uh, to be honest, I want to, uh, I'm working on my outline and my uh, my proposal now. I actually have a PowerPoint and it all written up. I want to start my own uh, organization, uh, non-for-profit. It will be called, it will be called uh, Jim, Great Young Men. And this is basically going to be targeted at uh, low, uh, low income, low income neighborhoods uh, for for young men who don't have the same opportunities as other uh, communities to help them uh, receive opportunities in life that they might not have. That's one thing that I love to hear. And while, you know, like you said, you got the PowerPoint ready, you got all your ducks in a row. It seems like something that you're going to be able to make happen here in the future. And it's great to see that you're able to give back to your community, um, you know, not necessarily just your community, but like you said, low, you know, low income communities where they may not necessarily have that positive role model or that coach, someone that's going to make them fall in love with the game. Because like you said, you know, if you, if you are able to trust the process through high school, if you, you know, through playing in Little League, all that stuff, you get to college. The rest is history. You can make it to the NFL once you make it to this point. You just got to, you know, put in the work, spend the extra hours in the gym, film prep, all that stuff. And one thing that, you know, I haven't touched on and you spoke of at the beginning of the podcast is taking care of your body. It's one thing that is of the utmost importance. I mean, football, you know, is, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, aside from hockey having fighting, the contact in football is every play. And you see now too often too many guys coming, you know, coming down with CTE or these brain injuries. You know, you saw Bowers at the end of the season with the concussion, and that's not good. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You have been able to make the best of your opportunities, and now you're chasing after the ultimate opportunity. So I got to ask you one of the most important questions I would say of the podcast. What does Treshawn Foster bring to an NFL franchise? I bring, first and foremost, I bring a great team player, a great guy for the locker room. Second of all, I bring intensity to the field. I bring uh, limitless effort. I bring resiliency. I bring anything. I'm, I'm adaptable. I'm innovative. So whatever I need to do to better the team, I'm willing to do. So you have a, a pretty adaptable guy. So I feel like I'm, uh, I could be anything an NFL team needs, needs me to be. And that's what I can bring to an NFL team. Whatever I should be, whatever I can be, I'm happy to do it. A jack of all trades, as they'd like to say. Exactly. Turn weakness 
rises into greatness. Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, anything, you know, by any means necessary, special teams, slot, free safety, strong safety, wherever you can get put on an NFL roster, you'll take full advantage of that. I got to thank you first and foremost for joining me here on this episode. It was a quality episode here of Huskies on Tap. I want you real quick to uh, plug your social medias. We'll try and help you out with a couple followers here, but your Twitter, uh, you know, plug your Twitter handle real quick. My Twitter is Trey Make Away, uh, or you can follow me as Trey Sean Foster, but at T R A Y M A K E A W A Y, Trey Make Away. My Instagram is Traydale, T R A D E L L, and you can follow me on Twitter at Trey Make Away, T R A Y M A K E A W A Y. Perfect. And hey, absolutely, Trey Sean. And you know, I, I wish you nothing but the best here. You're chasing after your NFL dreams. It starts again, you know, this game that you're playing in is about, you know, we're recording this here on Monday, I believe, if I look at my calendar, right, it's on Saturday. So you got another opportunity to make the best of, you know, what the scouts think of you going into the pro day and the combine phase. And it's going to be a joy, you know, seeing where you're going to end up here in April going into training camp and here on out. So I'll be looking for, you know, you, you get your name called here at the draft. I'll be looking for your jersey over there framed up at Fatty's. It's going to be great following your dreams but uh you know do you have any wrap-up thoughts for our listeners here on this episode uh i just want to tell uh, the husky nation it was a pleasure my uh, four and a half years and i hope to make you proud in the upcoming um times and just follow my journey and see where we can take it absolutely i think that you know that's a great way to send it out it was a quality episode of huskies on tap presented to you by the on tap sportsnet today we were joined by Treshawn foster we got into a little bit of Treshawn's life off the field what he's doing chasing his dream right now going after the nfl he secured his degree in communications here at northern illinois over 100 50 tackles the film doesn't lie look for this guy in the nfl draft here in april and go huskies go huskies